Hey everybody, this is Luis, and you're listening to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation instructor that happens to cuss and at times be wildly inappropriate. On this show, I break down the woo-woo teachings of yoga and connect them to the real world. My goal is to show you that you don't have to live or look a certain way for yoga to affect you physically, spiritually, and mentally. You can be an ordinary yogi just like me. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Ordinary Yogi. This week is another coffee talk. If you haven't been around for one of these, a coffee talk is essentially have a loose subject in mind. I have a cup of coffee here with me. Hope you can hear it. And just want to talk about a few things. On this episode, I really want to get into what I learned from interviewing my dad. Now, I interviewed him kind of over the phone he speaks Spanish, so it wasn't it didn't make sense for me to put it on here. And I did this really for I have an assignment for my for my program that I'm in right now, as far as having a life history interview with someone that's over the age of 65. And I thought this was a wonderful opportunity for me to interview my dad for my own know-how. This is something I've been really curious about as I've grown older, as I've become a husband and a father. I start thinking about, you know, what were were my dad's experiences like as a dad, as a husband, you know, his history, where I came from, all these things that started really, I really started getting curious about all these things, not only my dad, but also my mom. And I plan to probably interview my mom sometime down the road. And this was just a wonderful opportunity just come to, to come up or rather just a great excuse to do that. So we sat down and I talked to him over the phone and I recorded the conversation and asked him a lot of questions that I was, I had a couple of prompts, but I kind of dug into things that I really wanted to know about his life that I hadn't. And prior to this, you know, my dad and I, we don't have an estranged relationship. You know, he's around, my mother and him are still married. And, but, you know, as, as I was younger, as an adolescent, as a kid, I really gravitated towards more my mom. And my father, you know, not that he wasn't there, he was very much a provider. And he didn't really, for my experience, right, we didn't have a lot of like father-son stuff. And I've forgiven him a long time for that. And now after getting to know his story, it just, oh shit, it makes a lot more sense of the way he was. And I think that's kind of what one of the bigger takeaways from this. So... You know, during this whole thing, just to give you a quick life summary of my dad, not getting too much into the, the weeds of it. Uh, my dad lost his father when he was seven years old. And at that point, you know, he was born and raised in Mexico and he mig- and migrated over to the United States. But ever since he was seven, he kind of became pretty much a provider for, for his family. At that point, uh, my grandmother, his mom, um, she kind of put him to work, essentially. And he had two younger siblings that he still had to, they were, they were too young to work. So it was really up to him. And it's funny to say like he's too young to work when he was seven. And that's what, uh, you know, he had no choice. He had, he had to survive. And that's what he did until he reached a certain age. And he finally came, you know, across the border and settled down roots here. And, you know, kind of worked jobs here and there. And then finally found a, a steady job that didn't pay as much but was steady paycheck so he could provide for, for my mom and for us. And that was, you know, it again, that's quick, really quick summary of it. And, 
you know, through this whole thing, I, a lot of times I was like, just my mouth was fucking open of the things he had experienced in his life. And looking back at, you know, how, uh, how privileged I am, you know, compared, right. Of course, as we move generation to generation, we, we want that. Of course, I don't want my son to go through the same things I went through. Not that I went through that much, but I want a better life for him. And I think it's beautiful that my father was able to provide that for us. And I just have a lot more admiration now having heard his story. And, you know, through this whole thing, I, key lessons I took away is how much of him is in me. And I can, you know, for anyone listening, any males, any men listening, I would really recommend if you haven't, if you have the ability to, to do this same thing, because whether we like it or not, a piece of our fathers is within us. Not only are we made and cut from the same cloth, but we it's silly of us to think that he hadn't influenced us or the way he lived influenced us in the way we are now. So pieces of them still lives in us. And <clears throat> we can use this as a North Star or, you know, if there's things about our father that we didn't like or didn't appreciate and we see that within ourselves, we can do things to move away from that. And, you know, conversely, if we saw things that we very much admire about our father, we can take those things and continue those things on and pass them on. And a few things that I, I took away from my dad or the conversation with my dad of our similarities is our ability to, I, I use the term like eat shit, cash checks, because that's what my dad did pretty much uh, until he retired, you know, which was a few years ago. Eat shit, cash checks. And what I mean by that is doing what you have to do to survive and to provide. And if that's fucking eat shit and cash checks, that's what I'm going to do. And I feel like having my dad done that his entire life, it makes a lot more sense to me that, you know, he provided. We were never short of money that, that I was aware of. You know, I was a little kid. But even that conversation, he said a lot of times we were barely scraping by, but I had, I had never known. And this ability, granted, it's probably maybe why I adapted to military life so well. Because in the military, you eat shit, cash checks. You know, you do things that you don't want to do, but it's the job. It provides a paycheck. And this is what I got to do. And I never really had any problems with doing the shit job, shit details, um, of the military. And there's, let me, let me, <laughs> there's some shitty things you have to do. Uh, one quick thing I remember <laughs> side tangent is in this compound that we worked, there's a bunch of weeds around. And just because some, you know, higher ranking officer was coming around, we had to go and pick all these weeds. Now did the military or persons in charge provide us with the proper tools? No, not at all. So I had to use a screwdriver out of my toolbox and just, spend the day picking fucking weeds with my screwdriver outside just in case this person stopped by and the, the building could look presentable. You know, among like the, the cleaning and like clean the shitters, all that stuff, I always had the ability to be like, well, well, it all pays the same, dude. Eat shit, cash checks. And what I admire about that is just getting what I got to do to get done, to sacrifice, to survive, to provide. And that's how I see me, my roles of, as a family, as, a, as a, the head of my family, you know, as they're going through this transition of becoming a civilian, I really 
not that I have any problems with, but if you need me to fucking push a broom, pick up puke, I'll eat shit, cash checks, dude. If I, that's what I got to do to provide for my family, that's what I'm going to do. On the opposite end of that, I think living that way or continuously being okay with that really limits to what I put could possibly become or sometimes I put a break on myself because like, oh, life's good. I don't need to do anything more. So there is like a balance between that. But I feel like I more admire that about myself and about my dad, uh, especially hearing what he came from and where he is now and what he's been able to provide for for my family. Um, another thing I, I took away is because the way my dad grew up, not having much, and when he did get something, he held on to it. I think not really because he really wanted to, because he absolutely needed to. Because who knows when the fuck I was going to get a nice, you know, according to him, a nice pair of shorts or a nice pair of pants and a nice shirt. I had to hold on to these things so much because I never knew I was going to get another one. So he had to like really be careful and frugal, which he still is to this day. And he still has this, I think a lot of parents do this, like they hoard stuff, like they don't want to get rid of stuff. Um, but, you know, I saw that part of him in me because... I'm very much the same way as I just need to buy the basic things and that's all I need. I, I'm very, you can ask my wife, I fucking take a long time to pull the trigger on buying something nice for myself because, you know, do I don't need this. I just want it and I kind of go back and forth forever. Sometimes I do buy it, sometimes I don't. But it's this need of just, I have what I need to survive and that's all I truly, honestly really need. Again, the good thing about that is I've been able to manage my money very well over the years. But also, I you know, it's nice to buy nice things sometimes. So that's another thing I saw my a part of my dad and me and something I can maybe work on and, and maybe create a better relationship with that part of myself, that, that of him that lives in me. So those are just a couple things. The next thing is just the, the ability of duty, of, again, being the provider, being the, the husband of the household and just being able to do what I have to do regardless of circumstance. There's always a way to survive. And having heard my my father's story, it really just resonated like, fuck, man. I, I don't know if I could have done it, you know, to be completely honest. Um, and I often think about people that migrated to this country long ago. How much, how, how much balls it takes to do that? You know, if I... I mean, this day and age, I think it's, I feel it's a lot easier. I'm not sure. But just imagine, you know, moving to a country where you don't know any of the language, you don't know anybody and just be like, I'm going to go and I'm going to fucking, I'm going to see what happens. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to leave everything that's here and just go for it. To me, that's, that's crazy. It's for me like wanting to go to the Netherlands or something, you know, just on a whim or just for a hope of a better life. So that whole thing really get a lot of admiration for my dad after this conversation that I had with him. So, you know, that's kind of the, the big takeaways I saw. And I guess the, the call to action here is for any of the men listening, I guess for anybody listening, specifically for men, because I think the men relationships between men and their fathers can be pretty complicated and sometimes estranged or just you know, strained in general. I think there's a really good opportunity to dig and to approach this with curiosity as far as, you know, 
Okay, like, why are you the way you are? You know, if we start to ask and probe questions, we can start to paint a better picture of what our history is. Because again, uh, our fathers live within us, whether we like it or not. So the the call to action here is, you know, if you have the ability to sit down with your dad and has have this conversation of his life stories and ask questions and the ability for, for both of you to be vulnerable, I think it could really bring some, some clarity, maybe even some, some peace. If you have, uh, you know, a rough relationship with your dad, you know, and I'm a little ashamed to admit, but growing up because my, my father was an immigrant and he didn't really, he speaks English, but it's very, very broken. And he still had his, you know, he just had, he was just dad. You know, he's, I think at, at all points, we maybe become a little uh, ashamed and, and it hurts me to say that out loud of our parents. And, you know, I'm getting emotional saying it now. And I really regret that now. Granted, I didn't, I didn't know any better uh, growing up. I, I, I didn't have the, the awareness to be curious of, you know, what, what came before me. You know, and that aside, now I just have this, I'm just so proud of him um, and everything that he's done and accomplished. And it's just, yeah, it's just beautiful. I can't put it into many other words. And um, yeah, that's that's all I have for this week. It's a, it's a short coffee talk. But again, the, the big thing here is if, if you have the ability and if you're open to it or if you're afraid of it, just take that step and just, hey, can I talk to you? I want to know more about you. Um, I think it can lead to some really interesting and wonderful places if we allow it to. Uh, I hope you all found this episode uh, valuable. I'm sorry, I'm at a loss for words just because I, I got a little emotional there at the end. If you like this episode, please do me a favor. Share it with someone that you think could benefit from this, specifically this you know, this topic. If you like this podcast in general please leave me a rating review or send me a message i love i love getting a little bit of love to let me know i'm doing something and you know to keep me moving forward i need that every now and then i appreciate you all for listening and i will talk to you next week